This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello family and friends, I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges, relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729am, finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon family and friends, welcome to my program, Renette Myberg on 729am, my program called Rise, and we are having a very special young lady in our studio this morning, this afternoon, and her name is Kirsten Messias, and we're so grateful to have you here today, uh, Kirsten. Thank you so much, Renette, for having me and for the opportunity to come and share with you. Really looking forward to this interview. Today, we can have a very interesting topic. As you know, we, we discuss issues that are often unspoken. And as we know, family life is taking its, having its challenges. And, you know, so we're going to talk about youth and how they, the challenges that they're experiencing right now in, uh, in COVID. So, Kirsten, we're going to first listen to King of Glory by all sons and daughters. And we're going to continue this amazing conversation. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining me on 7 to 9 a.m. this afternoon on this beautiful sunny day. And we have got Kirsten Macias in the office today, in the studio today. Look, this is my office right now. (laughs) Uh, Kirsten, and Kirsten is a youth leader. She is uh, part of Awaken Global, Awake Global International, and she is assistant to Dr. Belinda Spannenberg and yes we are going to hear the voice of the youth today and we are going to just see what we are as parents not hearing at the moment. Uh, Kirsten thank you so much for joining us today and I just want to encourage you as this is a very uh, interactive um, platform we you welcome to whatsapp us on 081-729-1657 or sms on 37988 or telegram us on 081-729-1657 and this this is an opportunity for you just to communicate with us if there's anything you want to know about the program or our guest uh, you're welcome to contact us and we will direct you into the right direction but you know uh, Kirsten you know that family life has been taking a lot of knocks in this uh, time of COVID youth are hearing their parents struggling, not communicating what's going on with themselves. So they end up being a lot of time in, uh, spending a lot of time in different platforms, uh, communicating their desires and their needs. But you as a young person, what have you experienced in this last year? Maybe even uh, uh, longer, but what have you experienced as a young person in South Africa today? I had a job and I felt content with who I was and what I had and as soon as COVID started I didn't really expect um, that turn of events that that actually happened so 
having to go from working in an office every day to just being at home totally crushed my identity. And I had to really do an introspection and, and you know, ask myself, what, where does my identity lie? Is it in my job? Is it in the office? Is it in people? Um, and I, I realized that I've actually made idols out of people, out of a job, out of the things that we have. And I really had to, you know, step back and really go rediscover who God has said I am, who God called me to be, and where my identity lies. And, and ultimately, as a young person, my identity lies in Christ. And as a, a youth, um, me representing that age group, many of us have lost our identity in this time. Um, before COVID, we all had dreams, we had visions. I mean, for those who are still in school, they had a set standard. They knew Monday to Friday they were at school. For those that were studying, they knew Monday to Friday they were at university. And as soon as COVID started, it's like the school shut down. The kids had to just adapt and they didn't understand what was going on. Why did they have to be at home and not at school? And for those in university, suddenly they had to start studying online. And for some it worked, for some it didn't. Because as our face differs, so our circumstances differ. Some of us had the ability to do that. Some of us had the, the provision to do that. Some of us had the equipment needed to do that, but others did not. And it really, for me personally, I took a huge knock in my identity. I felt like there was no future. I was like, God gave me these dreams. God gave me these dreams. And I felt like none of those things are going to happen anymore because COVID's here, the world shut down. So there's literally no hope. There's no way forward. I could not see a way forward. But through, you know, staying in God's word, COVID really pushed me to, to go deeper, to spend more time in the word. And as I did that, God showed me that he still remains in control. He still remains faithful. And God restored my identity in him and in who he has called me to be. And I was able to adapt quickly to what I was doing, to my ministry, to my work, to having to be in one place more than anyone could think. And it was just, it was life-changing, but God was in it, and he still is. Absolutely wonderful. And that is exactly what um, I think is going around a lot. Um, but what is it that... Um, the communications, um, I think you mentioned about your studies and, you know, it's not parents' fault or anything like that, that they're struggling. And uh, so, uh, you know, what was the, uh, for me, how did you navigate your actual daily living to uh, adjusting to this? It was difficult. It took, it took a while to actually get to that point because everything was kind of a mess. You wake up and you, you, you don't get dressed. Like in the beginning, I would just sit in pajamas and I'd work. But I soon realized that, no, you know, the moment we do that and the moment we allow our circumstances to really um, almost swallow us in is when the enemy will actually come in and mess with our minds and lie to us. And then, you know, that wave of oppression comes and then the enemy has that legal right to attack you and to make you feel worthless and like you can't do anything and like your life's falling apart. But... um. My spiritual leader, my, my spiritual mom, Dr. Belinda, she always teaches us that, you know, 
we need to take that responsibility. You need to structure your day. So I had to go. I had to structure my day. I had to say, I'm going to do this. Despite not leaving the house, I got up and I got dressed as if I was going mm-hmm. to go to work. I did that, that basic routine that you had before COVID where you would get ready, where you would go and do your whole morning routine. I did that to make myself feel and to make my body feel like, okay, we are still running. We're still working towards something because the lockdown happened. But I think many people forget that our bodies even took a lockdown because suddenly, you know, for those who exercise regularly, you couldn't even go to the gym. You couldn't do anything. So your body physically took a knock as well. And so to train your body, we needed to train our bodies. We needed to train our minds, our spiritual lives, our emotions. And the way we do that and the way I did that was you had to have that balance. Despite being at home, you had to tell yourself, this is my working hours and you work in those hours. This is my free time. And you know what? Watch a movie in that time. Read a book. Do something that you love. COVID may have stopped us from going out physically, but there are those things that we are able to do within our homes, within our households, with our families, with our friends, wherever you were staying. And it's just, I think the routine was the one thing that helped me, making as if COVID wasn't happening and just following that routine, pushing myself to waking up every day, pretending to get ready so that we can go to work. And even if your work is just in the next door room, you are telling your mind and you're training your mind Mm. in that routine. And that helped me, that pushed me and gave me the motivation to keep going every day, to keep going every day. And after a while, it felt normal. In the beginning, it was very hard. I won't lie. It was very hard. And I actually didn't want to do it. I thought I didn't have the capacity to do it. I thought that this working at home thing is not for me. It's this noise and this, the children and it's this and it's that. And everybody's in everybody's space. And it was even the dogs. I've got dogs at <laughs> home. And the dogs couldn't understand why we were at home all the time. The dogs <laughs> like, yes. because they're so used to us leaving as well and coming home. But the, the, it was difficult for everybody. But you know what? As soon as you have that routine, it's it's really a, a decision that you have to make as a young person. Yes. And not just for the young people, even the parents. Um, you know, I was speaking to a friend of mine yesterday, actually, and I was saying that we as young people, we look up to our parents and we look at them as a role model because they are that adult figure in our lives. So when we see them struggling and we see them looking and acting like there's no hope automatically we feel like there is no hope because the person that we are following looks and sounds like there's no hope so the parents we need you need to be cognizant of your children you should be leading your children and showing your children there is hope there is a future um you know as the parents if you live out what god says it will flow down to your children the bible says it flows down from the head down so if the children see you leading um a life where you're not believing and you, you, you're hopeless and you have this despair, the children are going to feel that and they're going to manifest that. Mm-hmm. And they are going to fade out and away from Christ and away from what God has called them to do. So it's important to, to, to remember that we are not living for ourselves. There are people watching us. There are people watching the parents, even for us as youth, um, the older youth, the young children, they are watching us. Yes, so there's always someone yes. watching you. So you have to be cognizant of that. So that whatever you do, whatever you say, however you act, you have to remember there are people watching you and the way you act will influence what they do. Whether they 
act in the same way or, you know, end up on the streets or end up actually pursuing that future. Yes. It's very hard in this time. And, you know, as, you, as I was listening to you now, it's obviously what, we, what parents also speak. You know, what are, we, what are we speaking in the homes because there is so much activity and what is the atmosphere and what is it that we are cre- wanting to create um, in the family units right now? Because, as you say, everybody's in a space. Even your dogs are confused. <laughs> I never even thought of that. But anyway, that was very, it's, it's very true. It's very true. And um, so we, we just, you know, how do you navigate that um, your own private space and obviously trying to find your place in this situation right now? Um, one, one thing that I've had to deal with or confront through COVID was confrontation. Now, I, for those who know me, know that I run from confrontation. <laughs> I am not a fan of it. I would avoid everything just to keep the peace. I'll leave everything as is and I'll just go on. Like, I, d- I don't like confronting situations or people or difficult things. But unfortunately, because of COVID, because you are stuck with the same people all the time, you have to make that decision because if you don't do it, you can continue and just go on, but you're going to get mad at some point and, and yes. you're going to lash out and to avoid that because now with COVID, you, you couldn't just leave. You couldn't just jump in the car and go for a drive or th- those things that you were used to that was a, a release for you, you didn't have anymore. So for me, I had to start confronting situations. I had to start confronting people and saying, listen, you are overstepping my boundaries now or what you said triggered something or what you are doing affects me in this way and it was odd it was really odd I was shaking in my boots I felt like <laughs> I can't do this but I knew that I had to do it to get the result that I needed and it's the same within the households I mean the Bible says that life and death lies in the tongue so if we go about you know speaking negatively and releasing death in our homes, in our situations, over our jobs, over our lives, and we just keep focusing on the bad that COVID has brought, that's all that we're going to see around us. But the moment we make that switch and we actually speak about the life and we see the good that COVID has brought and the good um, of, of the goodness of God, I mean, so many people have lost their lives. So many people have lost their jobs, their family and friends. But how many of us have a job, have a house, have family left over, have friends. And so why not make that switch from speaking things dead and speaking death over them? And why not just speak life, make the switch, start being grateful and talking about the things that you're grateful for, just thanking God for, you know, being alive, for waking up every morning, for opening your eyes and for the food on your table and the roof on your head. Um, yeah. That is, that is so profound. And, you know, uh, I saw on your on your uh, flyer that uh, you that you said in uh, Psalm thirty two verse eight. It says, "I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you, who is willing to learn." And we need to be willing to learn in this time. 
with my eye upon you. And this is not just for the children. I know this verse gets used a lot on the children, but us as adults, uh, we need to also be instructed and be willing to learn in this time and not just be stuck in our own ways. But as I was saying, this is a very, very sensitive pro uh, uh, program that we talk about things where the you know, things need to be confronted and you're doing a very good job today dealing with this uh, from the youth's point of view. And as parents, um, you know, I really want us to stay tuned in because this is very important to hear what uh, the young people are saying and what are they experiencing right now. Um, after this next uh, beautiful uh, track that we're going to listen to by Danny Goki, uh, Haven't Seen It Yet, we are going to continue con you know, conversing on what led you to doing this uh, program that you are um, uh, spearheading, uh, Kirsten. So let us quickly listen to Danny Goki, Haven't Seen It Yet. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining Renette Marburg on my program called Rise on 729 AM. And we have Kirsten, a young, beautiful young lady in our studio today and she is such a role model as for for the youth she's a youth leader for awake global and we would love to just enlighten you and encourage you with what she is about to share with us um kirsten you know that there are so many challenges amongst the young people right now uh, you were sharing about the ra the raise in uh, teen suicides and uh, the, the children not having a future and not being able to, and these obviously in the un underprivileged areas, even more so um, issues. Uh, and so just let, just give us an indication of what is actually, um, um, thank you for sharing and being so transparent about your own walk. Um, what are you hearing as the youth? And you've got this amazing program that you're going tell us about uh, called Next Gen Awake. What led you people to you and um, Pastor Belinda, oh, sorry, Dr. Belinda, to actually get this program going? What was so, what was the urgency in having to launch this? Well, we, before we were Awake and Global, um, our name was Prophetic Edge International. And in last year, God has shifted the ministry and the mandate and God really allowed Dr. Belinda to feel and experience his heart. And for the last few months, the one thing that has been so heavy on God's heart is family. Family as a whole, but those individuals, the marriages, the children, the youth, but family overall and that unity in family. Because ultimately the church can't stand without unity. If that unity is broken... We can do nothing. And for Next Gen um, Awakening, the reasoning behind this and, and how it came about is really to awaken the youth. That was literally mm -hmm. our number one um, reason. We wanted to awaken the youth. There are so many youth that are so talented. They are carrying the fire. They are carrying revival. They know that there's a call of God upon their lives. And there are so many of them that would like to, you know, um, 
have that relationship, have that intimate relationship with God, but they don't have a place to be fed. They don't have a place where they're being taught these things, where they can really glean on God's word and actually be propelled into destiny. And we saw that lack and we want to fill that gap. We want to awake the generation. We want to reach the lost. We want to reach those prodigals. We want them to come back. We want to create a safe space for the youth to find their tribe, to find their family. And we want to, you know, we want to create a space where the youth have a voice because we've noticed that there are so many voices speaking, especially now in COVID. The media is a voice. The church is a voice. And it's like everything is a voice on its own. And even within families, in the home, it's like everybody's voices has been diminished and specifically the youth because I know for me, if I see someone suffering, I wouldn't go and share my struggle because yes. it's like okay I see you struggling you have your own things to worry about so I'm not going to say anything I'm just going to keep my issues to myself and deal with it on my on my own and then we implode or we explode or we do whatever to us get over our issue but that's not necessarily what we are supposed to be doing maybe we are supposed to be talking about it maybe we are supposed to be confronting those things but because we see everybody's voices are just shut and everybody's believing their own thing and sharing their own opinion. It's like the youth's voice is kind of faded out and they are speaking and screaming so loud in various ways, but nobody's listening. Nobody's seeing it. Nobody's mm -hmm. hearing. And specifically on the media, the media is such a driving force right now. All these social apps, they're all on there. But the reality is those social apps are all masks. We are not even seeing the real youth. We are not seeing the real struggle. It's all being fabricated and sugar-coated. And there's a cry and, and this For attention, but yes. they're finding the wrong attention. Exactly. because They're looking for long, it's like little selfies and it's yes. stories and they're making gimmicks and they're dancing and yes. they're sharing their heart's desires and, and getting all the wrong attention. Yes, because they are fighting with identity issues. And identity, you know, can be a lot of things. For some, it could be self-image. For some, it could be confidence. For some, it could just be that they are struggling to, to identify their life purpose, what they are supposed to be doing, especially in COVID. Um, with some people, you know, they, because parents have lost their jobs, for example, and there's no bursary or there's no money to study, these children feel helpless because yes. even to get work today for a young person, I mean, you apply for so many jobs and nothing comes from it. You apply for jobs and then they tell you you need two years experience but you just finished school it's like these ridiculous you know standards that we have to live by or adapt to and it's 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 not god's will and it's a struggle and those things demotivate our youth and because they they experience that they automatically make that decision that there is no future there is no hope and then they turn to you know or addiction or they just they fall into that open and yes. There's a scripture, Proverbs 13, verse 12, that says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And, yes. you know, the Holy Spirit oh was speaking goodness. to me about this and said that our play, our youth has been plagued with this. Mm. Their hearts have become sick because hope has been deferred. And our founding scripture for Awaken Global is Isaiah 61, 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And so... Us launching Next Gen Youth Awakening is for that reason. We want to take that youth that have been plagued with this, you know, 
hope deferred and their hearts that are sick and they're feeling like they have no future. We want to come and we want to take hands with them. We want to show them that God is there. We want to show them the light. We want to be that, you know, that, that person that will come and take your hand and say, let us help you. Let's lift that oppression upon our youth. Let's give them a place and a space where they can feel loved, where they can feel accepted, where they can really run the race and do what God has called them to do. And all they need is they need that motivation, they need that space, they need that people who share the truth. Because in the world, in the media, especially the media, there are so many lies and so many different stories that are being shared. And the youth, because our youth are so media driven and they're so vulnerable and believable yes. and naive they listen they, they accept all lifestyles absolutely. and everything and they they see those things and they believe that that is the way to do it and the enemy is using that to to make the youth conform to what society deems as perfect and that is not god's will god has made us in his image god has a plan and a purpose for us and so we want to kind of get them away from that where they where they fall into that whole addiction approval where they want the attention from the world we want to get them to that place where they know who they are in god where they are reliant on god only not on people not on how many likes they get on a picture or comments or you know that attention from who's more popular at school and we want to break those cycles we want to get them to that place where they can stand knowing who they are and whose they are Wow, that is powerful. So, um, you know, as as a parent, this is very important because I don't think we're quite aware of what the children are getting up to because as long as they're in their room and they're, <laughs> they're quiet and they're behaving themselves, and this is not just this is not just youth. This is youngsters as well, and they might be, uh, you know, an older sister might be lying on the bed and their little one is, uh, of eight years old is lying next to her and. They're all watching all these uh, uh, clips and doing things. I, I just find that social media is decept- deceptive at the moment and it's engaging, but engaging in a lot of nonsense that is not even relevant to life. But, you know, um, uh, as, as you're speaking now, uh, Kirsten, we're going to continue with this because I want you just in the last uh, section of, of the program, just highlight on how, what is this going to look like? How are they going to engage? How are we going to make it accessible to all kinds of people that have and that don't have? You know, if, you, if you've got an answer for that, it will be wonderful so that our parents can also at the same time possibly listen to the program, as you know, listen to the launch as well because it's important to hear what, what the struggles are that the youth are needing to know so that we as parents can also guide our children into, listen, we've never looked at this. Maybe we should have a bit more Bible study at home and um, whatever. But we're going to listen to uh, Still Be Still My Soul by Don Moon and then we're going to continue with this and just see how we can get uh, people engaged into this uh, wonderful, wonderful idea. Uh, Thank you so much, Kirsten, and we will continue with this conversation straight after this. It's now Be Still, My My Soul by Don Moon. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me, Renette Maiburg, on our program called Rise on 7 a.m. And it's such a beautiful sunny day out there, but we have got a lovely young lady in our studio today. Her name is... uh, Kirsten Messias, uh, I'm, I am saying your surname right there, eh? <laughs> um, 
Darling, and, and she's such a darling. I tell you, they have they have got such a beautiful concept that's coming up now. Um, you know, seeing that the youth is so much on social media and on, uh, you know, in COVID and the kids are lying around and not much else to do. And there is nothing spiritual for the youth to actually log into this. I mean, a lot of our beautiful leaders are, are have got programs on their pro, uh, for, for, for us adults and church and all that kind of thing, but there's nothing for the youth. So I think this concept that you will have got is absolutely brilliant. I had to speak about it because our youth is sitting around actually not being fed by the word. So Kirsten, I'm not going to say another word any further. You explain to us what is this next gen going to look like? So we are launching in April and we'll launch on Facebook. Um, most people, if not everybody's on Facebook. Facebook, yes. yes. So we feel that that's a... a um, Easy accessible if yes. you've got much or not. Yeah, because you don't have to specifically be friends with anybody, especially you and I with our page. So we've got a Facebook page for the ministry and it will be launched on that page, which means anybody can tune in from every nation. So um, this program is not just for South Africa. It's yes. for an international audience. It's for the youth internationally. We want them to come from the different nations, from, you know, and we'll cater um, for those nations. And so we'll launch on Facebook and basically how this will run. Um, I don't really want to call it a program. Um, it's more of a, a community and just a family. We want to create that space where they, where they feel like they are part of a family. So we'll launch it on Facebook and then what we'll do is we don't want to overwhelm the youth. Um, and, you know, because we are so busy, because we are in ministry, we've got other things, um, you know, every week and every other week. And so we don't want to overwhelm the people and especially the youth. The youth can get quite irritable if there's too much going on. So we've decided to host a meeting on Zoom every second Thursday of the month. So it's two Thursdays Fantastic. a month, basically. And then there's obviously that week break in between. So that they have that, that space to do whatever they need to. And then the following week they join us. And what it will be is we want, why we've chosen Zoom as a platform is because we can see them. We can have that personal interaction with yes. them. And we want them to interact with us. We don't want them to come on so that we can speak for a whole two hours or, you know, however long we are online for. But we want them to share with us what are they struggling for? What can we pray for? What would they like to know? What do they want to learn? So we'll teach them, but we want that interaction. We want to grow with them. Um, so we'll do that every second Thursday. So it's two Thursdays a month. And then we'll have a Facebook Live once a month, which will happen on a Friday evening. So we'll obviously beforehand, we'll launch um, those dates so that the youth can, you know, avail themselves and join us on that specific Friday. But the Friday will be once a month. We will just be on live and we'll have like a worship evening or an evening of prophecy and we'll just let the Holy Spirit lead us. So it's not going to be a set structure. We don't want to come and say this is the program and we're just going to do that. We really want the Holy Spirit to come and minister to each and every youth's need. We want all of them to be touched. And um, at this moment, our focus is um, between the ages of 12 and then 25 as time grows and as we as the people come in as the youth come in we'll obviously split them accordingly just so that you know the different topics 
we can't always teach everybody or age groups the same talks. So we'll split them accordingly when the time comes. But um, if I could just share some of the modules that we'll perhaps yes, be touching on. Yes, that would be great. Um, so we'll, the f- one of the very first and foundation the foundational modules that we'll be talking about and teaching about is who Jesus is and why he died on the cross for us. Because if we don't know that, we won't really understand the rest of the Bible. We won't really understand why Jesus is so important to us and why he did what he did. Um, then we'll speak about the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood of Jesus. We'll talk about baptism and we'll even get the youth baptized. We've And you know, with COVID, all might think you can't do baptisms mm. or, you know, it, we had people locally in South Africa and internationally that has been baptized in this time because Zoom is a platform. They can be in their home, in their bath, or if they've got a pool, we can do that. You know, distance is not an issue. So for those youth that maybe want to be baptized, we can do that. We can get you baptized. We can get you fired up. Um, Then we've got this fruits of the spirit. We've got spiritual warfare, holiness, the fivefold ministry. There's a list and it just goes on. And In all of that, you know, we want the youth to come and you come with your questions. You come and ask us, what is this? Can we explain that? Or you've got this challenge at school or in your workplace or can we pray in this area? And we'll come and we'll adapt to whatever your need is and we'll teach on that. So it's not a matter of, you know, we just want to tell you guys how it should be. We want you to come and tell us what do you need and we want to be a help for what you need. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what your opinion is, what your cry is. Because ultimately, you know, we all have a voice and we need to be heard. And so we want to create that space where you can feel safe, where you can feel like you can share, where you can feel confident, where you can have that trust. That is a big thing. The youth feel like they've got no one they can trust. No one they can count on. I mean, their friends at school are backbiting and backstabbing and the gossip and the slander is just going up, you know, the wall. And that is why there's such a high suicide rate and why the kids are falling into addictions and stuff like that. So we want to come and just create that space where they can have that trust, where they can have that confidence, where they can speak to someone and have that person that can speak into their lives. Um, so for those of you who are interested and would like to contact us, you can do so via either our Facebook account, via our YouTube account, or email. We've got an Instagram account as well. So on Facebook, we are called Awaken Global. So you can just use the at sign and Awaken Global, and you'll pick up the ministry page from there. And if you like the page, you'll be able to see all our updates on events. Um, on YouTube, it's also just Awaken Global. And on Instagram as well, Awaken Global. And for those of you who would like to email us, you can do so at bookings at propheticedgeint.com. That is a bookings at awaken, sorry, at propheticedgeint.com. Mm-hmm. And then for those of you who would like to send a WhatsApp or a Telegram to us, you can do so via the following number. It's 078-830-5596. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That was so enlightening. And I just want to encourage you, uh, parents, um, if you've listened today, go and direct your youngsters to come and join. You as a family can listen to both to this as well because then we can hear as a family how we can do this together. Um, as a family, we can rise in this time uh, and that we can live in unity and in 
that our homes are glorified by by the Lord and that we can go through this time that is not it's very unprecedented times um, and we're not in control of it but we are in control of our families and we are in control of our walk with Jesus and we would love to encourage the youth to tap into this amazing concept something very unique and new and Kirsten I just trust that you and pray really pray that you and uh, Dr. Belinda Spannenberg will really be so successful in in this that you can go from glory to glory from success to success in everything that you do and that you'll have a mighty impact on the youth in this through this launch and we're so looking forward to hearing the amazing testimonies and we will have you back soon just to get some feedback on what is happening and all the good things that are happening in the youth so bless you and thank you for joining us today Thank you so much, Renee, for the opportunity. And thank you for all the listeners that have tuned in. There we are. So next week, uh, have a blessed week. Take care. Be safe. Stick to the rules. And we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a wonderful, blessed week. Thank you. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.